0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness.
0: After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From
1: how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never
0: miss an episode. Okay, you guys, it's been really crazy in the Middle East. So I brought on... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I brought on one of my favorite people now in the world, which I'll go into it, but Claire Holt, actress, mom. That's it. Stunning. No, that's it. That's (laughs) it. (laughs) Those are big things.
1: Thank you. I would say unemployed actress or washed up actress slash mom. But you... I. Thanks for the credit
0: you gave me. I appreciate it. Claire, you know, I wanted to tell you this. I don't think I told you this. I think I found you on Instagram. You posted something really funny when the reels were starting. You posted this thing that was like that you didn't get it because like it started when reels started on Instagram. People were like doing most of the like pointing to different parts of the text. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. And you put a thing and you did it funny. You were like, why are people pointing to I things? Yes. And that was funny. And I was like, I like her. She's so funny. Hey, that's it. That's yeah. I, that's a dream in life. That, that. Well, you're drinking true. And I was like, she's so funny. And then I really fell in love with you virtually because you have a way of being really good looking seemingly, which I know like, You're a normal person. You go through things too, but like you have a beautiful family, knock on wood, I'm Jewish, but you're not annoying and you're funny. So why, how's that happening?
1: Honestly, that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. I feel like I really had to work on my sense of humor when I was in high school because my looks just weren't there. Uh, I often got mistaken for a, a small boy. And no one was really into me. So I had to really try and woo people with my personality. And I've always really thought I was very funny. So I appreciate you saying that because not everyone has thought that in my life. But yeah, I mean, I'm the same. I What did I find? Someone must have posted you. I don't know who it was.
0: Your Maybe mom. Maybe my mom. Your mom. My mom
1: likes to take credit for discovering you.
0: Her mom.
1: <laughs> my mom. But... Yeah, I f- and then I like obviously it's a massive love affair, and I'm obsessed with you. It's weird. Like, got at one point I got a little creeped out because I was like posting too much about how I loved you, and I thought I looked like a
0: stalker. And then you posted other people, and I got jealous. And then you were like, "I have to because then it doesn't look weird. look weird." But Claire, oh, yeah, but you actually are in my heart. I swear yesterday you were having a rough day because everything that's going on right now in the middle East and you were wanted to talk about it a little bit. And then you were kind of pressured into talking about it, but then you did talk about it. And I actually felt like, like when I was talking to you about it, like I felt in my heart, a, like I knew exactly what you were going through because it's so hard to be on Instagram when anything happens in the world. And if people you kind of post, you're not as crazy as I am, but you you are pretty active. Like you share about your life. Like people know your kids. Exactly. So people for some weird reason though, still expected you and they expect everyone with a platform to comment on everything. So you were getting a lot of like messages from people that were like, yeah. why aren't you talking about what's happening in Israel as yeah. what though well, as what? So
1: I was doing this photo series, like a very lighthearted series. What would you like to see? You know, desperate for validation from people, like, tell me what you want me to post so you keep following me, that type of stuff. And I, I kept getting a lot of messages, like comment on this issue, like comment on Palestine, comment on Israel, comment on the conflict. You're heartless, you don't care. And it's so hard to be able to navigate that stuff because obviously I care, but I'm not afraid to say that I'm not educated enough. I don't care to pretend that, I'm a genius and i know everything about everything and i don't want to talk on issues until i know enough about them so i was really clear that like i wanted to take my time i wanted to understand it's a very complex issue it's devastating it's divisive like i i it wasn't something that i could just comment on in minutes or hours or even days probably and people were really pissed and it's so hard because Honestly, I'm a people pleaser in general. I know you are too. Like, I don't want people to be pissed off at me that I'm not being supportive and not doing the right thing. But it's such a hard situation to navigate. And you were very helpful and like sent me the sweetest voice notes and like helped coach me through the situation because, you know, we didn't learn how to deal with this. No one gave us a handbook and said like, this is what you do with a big platform. This is how you speak this is how you navigate situations There was no like media training or social media training we just had to figure it out or we have been figuring it out as we go and it's like you don't always get it right
0: but it's freaking hard I was and like, it's scary Claire, delete you
1: know? it no. <laughs> like not a lot
0: of people said, delete it this was when the day was starting and honestly like I was I was starting to say like you actually entered into my heart and I feel like you're such a good person and I just have a feeling about people like I feel like you're such a good person like. That you're so pure and that like it was so undeserving for anyone to come at you as what? Like, yes, I admitted today, like I was checking Gal Gadot's Instagram. She's Israel's biggest export. Okay. And she has in the past been very vocal about her being Israeli. She has a thick accent. She's always talking about Israel and as her home. So I was checking her Instagram. And then I was like, wait, I'm one of those people now. I'm like checking to see when she's going to say something. But there is more of a reason for that than like Claire Holt, Australian non-Jewish. I mean, you're married to 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 a Jew, right? Yeah,
1: but honestly, like I just I'm not educated enough to be able to talk on such complex issues. and I think that's what people have to understand. Like, and even if I do have personal opinions about things, I don't have a responsibility to share that. I don't. Like my responsibility is being a parent, being a mother, being a wife, being a great family member you know, trying to do good with my platform and, and honestly not spreading false information or not saying things until I know I'm what I'm speaking about. And I think it's happened a lot over the last year. Like I, it it started early last year and it's every single global issue. Someone comes and says, speak on it. Why aren't you speaking? Your silence is deafening. Like, and it's really frustrating because obviously I try to be the person I don't want to upset anyone I don't want to say the wrong thing I want to be supportive I care about social issues but it's tremendous pressure it's and it's just not something that I have much experience navigating and so I just finally said like you can't expect this of me I have to take my time I have to be responsible I have to understand and even when I do get to a point where I do truly understand it is not I'm not obligated to share
0: you're not obligated no
1: Because I'm, I'm going to get, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't, if I support one side, then I'm going to get hate and threats from the other. If I, if I support them, vice versa, like it's an,
0: it's and if you're in the middle and if you say you support both sides and that's not okay too, I've been reading a lot, a, a lot today. It's like everyone who's sick. So that's what I told you too. It's like, if you say something, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, what's in that cup, Claire? Is that wine? No, it's coffee. Oh,
1: I wish. No, it's coffee. Uh, I probably need wine. Yeah. Panicked about <laughs> offending
0: someone doing the wrong thing. I know. It's very stressful. I mean, people go through media training. Obviously, Bella and Gigi Hadid are very, very vocal. Their dad is was is Palestinian, and it was funny because today, Ken. Like, I wish I could just comment on that aspect. Like, which celebs are speaking out? Like, that's my shit. You know, that's what I would wanna. I'm like, oh, Vanessa Hudgens, thanks for your, you know. That's who I go to for my news, Halsey. Right, right. But, and Kendall Jenner shared something and it was so funny because I posted, I screenshot and posted it. It was a very, you know, uh, she posted one of Gigi Hadid's posts and 10 minutes later it was gone. You know, Kris Jenner does not stand for that shit. She's like, you, no.
1: It's just really difficult. And honestly, I feel for everyone in this situation. I feel for everyone who is trying to navigate it and trying to do their best and doesn't know the right thing to say or do. And, and really it doesn't feel qualified. Like I'm not qualified to talk on this. No, I'm not. so wild. There In Australia that I feel like I'm really qualified to talk about. There are things that I've studied pretty extensively. I feel good about talking about like, you know, telling people to wear a mask during COVID. I felt good about talking about that because I felt comfortable like trusting the experts, but this is something so complex and I'm I'm not going to just jump and say something because people are pushing me to. And it's really hard because then when you say that, you get pushback, right?
0: I just saw somebody post something so true and I wish I was better with my words. So I would say that somebody legit said this issue is far more complex than you are able to summarize on Instagram. You know what I exactly. mean? Or explain or... That's what's so wild because like that's so true. Like people expect you to come on Instagram and, you know, use 15 seconds in your story or whatever or have a frame of some picture and text. But it's like this issue goes back so many years and there are so many layers to it. People are dying.
1: Like do not come to me. For my commentary on it, if you like...
0: You're like, I'm an idiot. Why are you coming to me? I don't... What the fuck do I know? I don't read books. I read Twilight was the last book I read, okay? I can barely spell my name some days. I, I kid
1: you not. Like, I don't... My, my babies took my brain away. I'm not qualified and I'm sorry and I wish I were and it would be so lovely if I could be an expert on everything and talk about everything. But... I'm just not. And again, if you don't
0: want to share, even if you had a strong opinion, then then you don't. And also, I do think that if you expect something like it shouldn't be of every single person, especially if they have no connection to at all, like if you were Israeli born and raised, I'd be like, wait, you have nothing to say. Um, hence me, (laughs) people came to me. I was like, okay. And yeah, it's easier to play it safe and stay quiet and have no one say anything and, and, and whatever, but it's complicated. Everyone be be patient with people. And guys, we're
1: sorry. Okay. We don't want to piss you off. None of like, we're not trying to do that. Just give us a break. Like we're just doing our best. What am I supposed to, someone literally like swears at me and threatens my family. And then I'm supposed to just go like flip pancakes for my kid. It's hard. And you know, I try and connect with people. So I want to go into my DMs sometimes and I want to like write back and thank people for support. And like, I really do try and and, you know, appreciate the good messages. And, but then there's so much hate there as well. It's hard not to see it. So do I just ignore everything and not respond to anyone and not use Instagram as the like beautiful connection tool that it is? Or do I go in there and like play with fire and step on a landmine because I'm, I'm, it's just, it's awful. You know, it's like I, and I it's just such a freaking horrible situation. Like I feel so sad about it. Okay. And Claire, I was I kidding just-
0: when I said I brought you on as a correspondent of the, okay, <laughs> you can tell I care. <laughs> this is a thing. Like I freaking care. care. I know. About- I know. I'm telling you, you guys, I'm telling you, she's the best person. I share her heart is so big. And there's something else I wanted to talk about is that you're jealous <laughs> of, um, my relationship. <laughs> Oh, you bet! No, because I have an update. I have a Sophie Turner update, everyone. <laughs> okay, guys, I love partnering with companies, getting sponsored here on the podcast by uh, companies, brands, come whatever that I know and love and already use. And Honey is one of them. Uh, I was like, hell yes, I use Honey. I want to tell everyone about it. So you know, when you go to a website, you add stuff to your cart and you pay full price, wouldn't it be so nice if there was like an extension on your thing already that, you know, did a like little analytics of everything, every possible deal, coupon, promo code going on on the interweb that could probably, possibly, most definitely get you a discount on that cart. Oh, it exists. It's called Honey. It's a free shopping tool. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart it supports over 30,000 stores online and it is legit a must-have on your browser like I don't get why not why not save do you not want to save you guys you have to download honey and get it for free because of me so you go to honey.com slash not skinny that's honey.com slash not skinny ok, to get honey for free, it installs in a few seconds. You'll be doing yourself a favor and supporting this podcast. So I don't get what and saving money like just just go just go to joinhoney dot com slash not skinny. I have a Sophie Turner update, everyone, mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that Sophie Turner follows me and she does not follow Claire. more so, she unfollowed, meaning she followed saw the content, wasn't impressed?
1: I, yes. So I'm pretty sure she followed me. To be fair, it could have been like a fan account with the same name at some point. Maybe she didn't. She might want to like clarify, come aboard. But I'm a huge fan of her. And I just, (laughs) I'm pretty sure she unfollowed me. And I don't know why. What have I done wrong to you, Sophie? I,
0: I mean, you never know. It is kind of hurtful when you get unfollowed by anybody. But I, what the reason I wanted to say something about this is because I, today she posted she posted like a, a story, a series of stories where she's saying that because uh, she, what I do like about her is like if you decide to show your kids, show your kids. If you don't want to show your kids, don't show your kids. I respect yeah. that. I yeah. don't like the emojis on faces, the toes, like the the backs, like those things. I'm less into. So Sophie and Joe Jonas don't show their baby at all. Willa, oh, like. Yeah. We've never seen even like the hair on her head by their Instagrams. Like she doesn't exist, which I respect um, if that's what they want to do. So she put up a story today and it was so creepy because she was in the dark and she was like, I'm not going to try to do the accent, but she was basically (laughs) saying that someone got photos of her kit. She was saying that paparazzi are creepy. They were trying to get photos of her baby and they did. And they got photos of her baby and she's asking to stop trying to get these photos that these paparazzis are sickos and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, have to worry about my good friend, Sophie, you know? That's really sad. So it is. So in my head, I'm like, okay, in my, this is what went through my head. First of all, I wanted to go find the picture, right? That's human nature. uh, That's human nature. She just said there are pictures. I didn't know before there were pictures. But you fucking just said there were pictures. I know. And you've been a huge fan and you want to know what's going on with the family. I get it. So I wanted to go see. And then I was like, wait, if that's my human nature, that's everyone's human nature. And she's basically set up a a pit for herself because she just is telling people to go search for the photo. Oh, it's so
1: hard, right? I think about that all the time. So I DM'd her. You did? She wrote back to
0: you? Of course she did. She calls me queen. Queen. (laughs) No, she does <laughs> Yeah, she does. Claire. Instagram is such a crazy place because I was literally like, I don't know why I think I'm a social media expert. I'm really, really not. But I was just like, oh, my God, Sophie deleted because people are going to go search for it. Oh, she deleted because she told her. Well, something. no, she was like, oh, my God, my husband just told me I'm an idiot. Thank you, queen. I'm just going to put that out there again. Uh, I just deleted it like anyway. So like saying don't think of an elephant. That Exactly. Exactly. She and and then oh my god I feel like this is where my friendship with her ended because I wrote back yeah not a smart move and no you didn't I did why because she said my husband said I was an idiot so I he said called you clean and then you
1: wrote back yeah not a smart move yeah
0: Oof. do you think it's over I think so I think he's gonna unfollow you too oh my god oh. I have to
1: be no, honest wait, with know my friends too. yeah no that's true. I mean,
0: you could have you could have done an emoji after like a, ugh, or like a- no but seriously the, isn't that scary like she posted that 10 minutes it was up how many people went and and, and found oh, the no, picture of the, the child but your kids are so freaking cute Claire <laughs> Thank you. and I usually do, like isn't it weird like I just put up of Noah yesterday and I really feel like honestly I don't deserve that he's cute because I've talked shit about babies before I've said like that baby's ugly, you know, and my mom would always be like, I mean, I don't talk about other babies, like knock on wood, all this shit. And I'm like, what I could objectively say if a baby is ugly or a baby is not ugly. So Claire's kids are objectively so cute.
1: I really am obsessed with them, but I also think like I'm that person that thinks their kids are cute and maybe other people are saying like, ooh.
0: But you know that's a, isn't that so scary that a ima- that you can't know because you're so in love like my college boyfriend was so disgusting and smelled bad <laughs> and my roommates would be like Amanda he literally is stinking up our entire dorm and I'd be like no he is not and he literally was and I was so in love with him I didn't smell it oh,
1: I mean I'm saying my kids I do smell them <laughs> I but smell. I really still love them so much The the I mean and I think about that all the time too right like I'm constantly worried I'm posting them too much and like are they going to hate me when they're 15 and I've like blown them up and like nonstop posted them. But I also just had to like let go. Right. Cause it's the same thing with what, if you overanalyze everything, you're screwed. Like I'm going to be, In a ball, in the corner, in the fetal position, in a black room, like banging my head on the frigging wall for the next 10 years if I start doing that. So I have to just go, okay, like that's my choice. I'm showing my kids. I love them. They're part of my life. I'm sharing my life with people. The majority of people are like very nice and respectful. So I'm gonna lean into it, you know?
0: Yeah. I there are people that don't, and the reasoning is like without their like I get Sophie Turner's thing right which is like I don't want paparazzi and like privacy and whatever that I can respect I don't less like the like I don't know there's something very weird about the whole like they need to consent because then what happens you sit down when they're six and you're like do consent and since when do we ask our kids for like consent for anything I don't get it. There's a new I style mean, of parenting where you do like my sister. I fucking hate it. I don't know. Do you parent that way? Claire? I I see. I don't give choices. You I give?
1: Don't give? Yeah, I give choices. So I'm like, do you want to wash your hands in one minute or three minutes? I don't like so like he thinks he has control of a situation, but really on the boss. But it just avoids like tantrums. Nine out of ten times.
0: Is that something you learn? Is that like in the new yeah. handbook? Really? Uh, I mean, I,
1: uh, there are like a bunch of parenting experts that I um, really love and like follow. But I think in general, it's like pretty common these days for people to like promote that style of parenting and, you know, acknowledge feelings because you don't want to shut down a kid's meltdown, but you just don't change the course of action.
0: And if your kid is like, I don't want to sit here. I want to sit there. Do you move? Or I want to sit on, I want mom to push me. No, I want dad to push me. No, I want to sit there and move again. I don't flip back and forth. So like, for example, if he's got a show on his iPad and he's like, mommy, I want to watch a different show.
1: I'll be like, no, you've made this choice. This is a show you're watching. Right. But mm. in the beginning, I gave him the choice.
0: So I, I see.
1: I do you want like beans or pasta. He like, I want pasta. And then if he switches back, and says beans. I'm like, no, you chose pasta.
0: Okay. I see. And he seems like a pretty good kid. Like he doesn't seem wild. He is,
1: I mean, listen, like the last few weeks have been pretty nuts and everything's like meltdown city. But I just think, listen, I'm not a freaking expert, as I said, in anything, but I just think consistency is the most important thing. Like, you pick one method and you stick with it and you don't change. And, like, then they know what to expect and they feel a sense of security.
0: You guys, before Claire popped out babies, <laughs> she was, was the character's name Rebecca? Yeah. On Vampire Diaries. Yep. Which I was obsessed with in college. I waited for my roommates to leave so I can. You did. Watch it by myself like a creep. I had a thing for vampires. Didn't I say Twilight before? I had a thing. I was like very into like vampires. And I feel like I need to rewatch it now because I need to like remember. I don't remember anything.
1: It's funny. I was just talking about it last week and with two of the writers and they remember everything about every episode and every name and whatever. I, li- I can't, can't tell you anything. Nothing. I never really watched it. Like I watched a couple of episodes, but I always have this weird thing that I'm like so uncomfortable with watching myself on screen. And I like, you know, per my personality, overanalyze everything. So I'm better off if I just don't watch it.
0: Okay, guys, my mom is so freaking jealous that I am partnered with Seed because she is obsessed. And so is my little sister, they both love researching, you know, health supplements and vitamins and things that are good for your gut. So I was so excited to get it and use it because listen, at the end of the day, Everyone has some sort of stomach situation, whether you don't go to the bathroom or you get stomach aches after you eat certain foods or you bloat. We all freaking deal with it. And we should be taking a daily probiotic, but not all probiotics survive the trip to your gut. But seeds, daily symbiotic can and does. It's a broad spectrum, two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic, and it benefits beyond just the gut, okay? Like gastrointestinal function, skin health, heart health, gut immune function, gut barrier integrity, and micronutrient synthesis of vitamins B9 and b 12 most people taking seed see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours which can include bowel movement regularity and ease bloating which is so freaking important so freaking stoked to be giving guys 20 off which i have to text my mom that she can get 20 off uh by going to seed.com slash not skinny that's seed s-e-e-d dot com slash not skinny so seed s-e-e-d Dot com slash not skinny and you get 20% off your first month of Seed's daily symbiotic. Get on the road to better gut health, to more regular bowel movements, less bloating. Go to Seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash not skinny and use code not skinny to redeem 20% off uh, your first month. So Seed dot com slash not skinny and use code not skinny for 20% off. Do you guys want a little boost of caffeine, but you don't want a coffee makes you anxious, but you also want something to eat, but you don't want a big snack. Okay, I'm not saying I'm Freaking greater. <laughs> but Verb just brings that out in me, you guys. So, Verb, if you don't already know it, it is a 90 calorie caffeinated little snack um, equivalent to uh, an espresso, except um, the caffeine is from green tea extract. So, it doesn't give you that antsy, jittery feeling that coffee does. They also have delicious flavors, the snack bar, uh, like vanilla latte, uh, double chocolate, which is my favorite flavor. They're also compact and small and so easy to throw in your purse and freaking delicious. It's delicious. You guys, it's 90 calories. It's gluten-free. It's plant-based and it has as much caffeine as an espresso without the freaking jitters. I cracked the afternoon slump for you guys. It is verb energy. They have an amazing deal, which like you guys aren't going to believe this, except you are because I'm telling you. So you're going to believe me. They're offering an exclusive deal to my listeners. They'll ship you four of their best selling flavors for free. You just pay 95 cents for shipping 95 cents. So to claim this deal, you go to www.verbenergy.com slash not skinny, not on their regular website. And there is no discount code. You got to go to verb, V-E-R-B Energy dot com slash not skinny so today when i when i was thinking about our episode and preparing for it extensively as everyone can hear i uh, googled your vampire (laughs) by the way
1: we just go back to the fact that you
0: shut down the parenting talk really (laughs) quick
1: (laughs) this is not going to keep people listening
0: like cut it my producer just said in the ear like this is not good um no 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 but clear now you're like this is what I do. I kind of jump around and I talk about whatever I like feel like hearing and also there's like a time thing so I'm like trying to get a lot of the things and you have... I'm not offended. I, I It's fine. And you, your parenting tips suck. No. um, <laughs> I... So I googled Rebecca, your character, to yeah. see when she died or like when she was... What happened? So to remind you, it was something weird like you died, but your soul like something and like this whole vampire thing. I mean, many things happened over <laughs> the seven years that... Right. I, you were telling me so So wild. We don't know this as non-actors that when you signed on for Vampire Diaries, you signed on a seven-year contract. It was filming in Atlanta. In general, yeah. It's like a six,
1: seven-year deal in general. So like this was a different situation because... I originally just signed on to guest star as this character for three episodes. So, like, I never knew it was going to be this long-term thing that it was. Obviously, I'm, like, so grateful I got to do it for so long. But usually if you're a guest star, like, they don't pay you as much. And then you guys, you have more sort of ability to say yes or no. Whereas if you sign on to a TV show, obviously, like, it's more money and it's, you know, more security. But you have to sign a really long contract. So, in general, it's like a six, seven-year season contract.
0: Was that the start of your career? I know you started in like Australia, where you're from. Yes, yeah. was- yeah, so I played a mermaid on a kids TV show. With Phoebe Tonkin. With Phoebe Tonkin. Yeah. That you're still BFF and people are obsessed with your friendship.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we met each other when we were so young. Like I was 16. Wild. And we've been so lucky because we've done three shows together now.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So the Vampire Diaries and then the spinoff. So, I mean, we've just been in each other's lives so long. We know everything about each other. And I think like people love the fact that we've had these like work experiences together, but we're actually really good friends.
0: It's so cool. And so you were in Australia. You knew from a young age that you wanted to be. First of all, I want to go back for a minute where you were like, I was a tomboy. so I had to be funny and like I was ugly. Are you lying? Are you oh, like my metabolism off. is fast, like pulling one no, of Yeah, you know, my metabolism
1: was fast, but I, I really was not cute. I'll pull out pictures. They're quite scary. Literally not a person, not a boy was interested in me, I think until I turned 16, maybe. And then when it
0: happened, I was like, wait, what is this world? Like no one would even talk to me. I swear. So you just off. all of a sudden got hot and you weren't hot.
1: I grew my hair. I always used to have this like pixie cut. And okay, I guess I need what. to see,
0: I need to judge for myself.
1: I don't know if I have a picture. I have to take. No,
0: you can find a letter. Final final letter. Final letter. So it was.
1: It was like a like a. At first, I had this like side part, like Kate Goslin, like the side part spiked up, like
0: situation. (laughs) Well, maybe that's good. Maybe that's why you're so humble. Maybe you need to like be ugly for a while. You know what? I really felt it. I tell you,
1: like I would get like, "Can I take your plate, sir?" In a restaurant. No, stop. Stop,
0: Claire. Stop. I swear to God.
1: or I, had, I broke my leg once and I was like crutching down the hallway, and this little old woman was like, Slow down, he's going too fast. <laughs> like, nope, I'm a, whatever. I didn't care. Like, it's, obviously, I chose that style, but uh, that, that was me. So, anyway, I finally decided in the 11th grade, I want to say to, that maybe I should try like a little bit of a bob, <laughs> maybe I should grow it out a bit. And then all of a sudden, like, boys kind of started talking to me more. And so obviously I was like desperate to keep that up. And so I kept growing it. But in this time, so I was working for my dad, whatever, you know, like filing, typing, making five bucks an hour. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like I need to find a better way to make money than this. So I started doing, I did this like screen acting course to do TV commercials. And I did like a Sizzler commercial where I ate cheese bread and drank pink lemonade, like as a kid. And then the commercial agent that I had came to me and said, look, there's this audition for a TV show. It's to play a mermaid. I know you don't really know how to act, but you play water polo. You're a swimmer. Maybe you should try out for it. So I barely scraped through the acting round. It was absolutely atrocious, but made it through to the swimming round. And then I held my breath for a 50-meter swimming pool, an Olympic swimming pool,
0: and came up and they like gave me the job.
1: So that's how I got my start in Wait, acting. Wait, what? Swim.
0: For the show, you had to be underwater? Like oh, we you had did
1: to do so much swimming. Tons of it. We did it all ourselves. We played mermaids. So I sometimes we do YouTube 10 this. hours a day, for three weeks straight in the water. Yeah, it was a lot.
0: I am shook right now. So you weren't one of those kids that was like, it was obvious she was going to be, you know, an actress. No. She was what wanted the camera since she was two. It was came up because you were like, wanting money and thought it was you were that I mean I was an
1: attention seeker so maybe a little bit but I just wanted to make more than five bucks an hour and I heard these kids doing the TV commercials made a thousand bucks and to me I was like well I'm a billionaire
0: why would you five need your own money or? at 16 I don't know <laughs> I think I mean my parents didn't give give me stuff like, like you like wanted I, like pocket money like kind of like yeah, spending but, money yeah I wasn't I wasn't paying the phone bill <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Wait, so Phoebe was doing that too. She, so she holds her. Phoebe was more into
1: acting. She was doing theater and she was very much more experienced than I was. It was her first show though as well. But I think she got the role more because she was an actress
0: and not. I need to YouTube. I need to YouTube this. So does that have anything to do with the fact that you got 47 meters down with Mandy Moore? Maybe. I'm like type casters and aqua actress did did you have to swim with sharks for reals?
1: I didn't swim with sharks no, it was all um the effects, but we were underwater for eight weeks was that horrible? yeah, it was rough i'm you like prunes, your hair falls out. I got all kinds of weird diving issues like one time my air supply wasn't attached, and I like dropped to the bottom of the tank i didn 't get to equalize my ears and then I flew on the plane home from Uh, London where we were filming and like I got really weird decompression stuff because I'd gone from low to high. It was intense, but I met the amazing, wonderful Mandy Moore, who I know you love and are obsessed with. And she's as good as you think she is. She's really awesome.
0: She's really sweet. That's why no one believed that she blocked me because such a sweet woman would obviously have done it by mistake. Yeah, never. Well, thank God she unblocked me because I would have had to ask you to ask her to unblock me, and then you would have been in a weird position in your life. I would have asked her. You would have. Oh, thank you. Yeah,
1: Sophie. In a bad now. Don't do <laughs> it.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. This episode of Not Skinny When I Hat was brought to you by Noom. Noom, you know, good transition really helps you have a good, positive relationship with food. No more looking our whole lives for how to lose weight, another diet to start. This is a solution that will work for you because it's worked for so many people. Over 80% of numerous finished the program and 60% stuck with their goals for at least one year. Isn't that what we always say? It is not as hard to lose weight, but it is hard to maintain it. And there's a science to getting healthier and it's called Noom. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you make the choices that you do and gives you the better tools to replace your habits with healthier ones. They make sure that you're not only losing weight, you're building habits that you need to keep it off for life. It's a lifestyle. Don't you hear that? It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. How the frick do I get to that lifestyle? Noom. Noom will help you. You guys should check Noom out. It's literally a commitment of 10 minutes a day. It is super easy. It is flexible. You'll learn about food. Um, You'll get examples that are social, physical, psychological, and you'll just learn how to eat better, to feel better, understand your cravings, know how to shop, knowing that no food is bad Okay, with Noom, you're going to pick the health goals that are right for you and personalize a weight loss program to help your aspirations become a reality. So sign up for Noom today, you guys. Learn how to eat again, enjoy eating, and just, you know, get on a better, healthier lifestyle with Noom. So that's Noom.com slash not skinny. Sign up today. It's N O O M dot com slash not skinny. To learn how to live healthier. Noom.com slash not skinny. N-O-O-M dot com slash not skinny. Wait, but Claire. Okay. So you do the mermaid thing in Australia. Then you get like the How long were you on that show?
1: I did two seasons and Phoebe did three.
0: So is that two years or two?
1: Yeah, it was a little around that. Like the, it's one season a year. It doesn't take that long to shoot, but we were kind of, I think it was kind of like seven or nine
0: months. At a time. And then did you? So it was during high school. If you were sixteen, And last year of high school, I was filming. And then you moved to America. Then I moved to America when I was twenty, and I thought
1: for sure that I was just going to be a massive star, like a movie star. It was going to happen immediately for me because I booked my first job in Australia, and I was like, "Oh, that's how it works for me. I just get every job I want." <laughs> and uh, nope. <laughs> I did. I think I did 142 auditions before I got my first job in America.
0: And you counted. No, I didn't
1: count. My manager counted because I, at one point I turned down an audition. I was like, I don't really want to go to that place. She's like, Claire, you've done 142 auditions. Beggars can't be choosers. That's so I did
0: it. Are you still with that manager? No, she's the best though. I do love her. Yeah, it was 142 auditions. Yep. It was in person, not like today where you can maybe go on a Zoom. Yeah, no, it's like you're
1: showing up, you're going to driving all over LA. I've like it was really scary, to be honest. I, and by
0: yourself. I, by myself. I had no that's friends. That's wild. Didn't know anyone. But you had an agent to start. One like One manager. One manager. Um, um, manager. And she was amazing and really
1: helped me sort of navigate it. And she let me live in her house and all of those things. What? Yeah, I know. It was she was awesome. But I, to, I was just young and inexperienced and I didn't know what I was doing and it was it was really scary. There was one day where I was up for this job and I was sure I was going to get it and it must have been like audition 100 and I came second and I was on Sunset Boulevard and just like sat down and started bawling my eyes out at the bus stop. No one stopped. Obviously, that's a common thing in Hollywood. Just <laughs> a crying young girl. Um, dreams crushed. Yeah, and I just was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm never going to be where I want to be. I'm not going to get a job. I've been trying so hard for, you know, the last year and nobody's interested. I should just go home. And then I want to say, like, maybe a few weeks after that was when I, like, got my first job. And thank goodness was working up until I had kids. And now I'm never going to work again.
0: What was the first job? Um,
1: I did... <laughs> this is so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it but you're going to go on like Google I did the
0: what was critically- it porn what's no, happening like what?
1: I did the critically acclaimed highly successful sequel to Mean Girls called Mean, mean Girls, Girls 2 too. Yes.
0: oh my god yeah because I um, saw that and I was like Claire was on Mean Girls and then I was like oh Mean Girls 2 yeah and now I, we're going to we're going to look at we're going to look at it babe no don't
1: no, okay. Please.
0: Listen, okay. I'm th- it was my first job. Thank God they took a chance on me and they gave me a
1: shot because then I had the confidence to like get more jobs. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I booked Pretty Little Liars for a guest star, and then I uh, yeah, it, it sort of kept rolling. I mean, it was never yeah, never like super consistent bang 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 one after the other, but it was enough that like I felt like I had a really good career that I was happy with, and
0: you know, it was flowing. Why are you talking about it in past tense, Claire? Because
1: I I had babies.
0: What? So what?
1: Honestly, there's always this weird thing. Like when you're an actor or I guess in any kind of like industry, you're always afraid that you're never going to work again. Someone's going to figure... Like for me, I'm constantly worried someone's going to figure out that I'm actually shit and I'm not good at what I do and I'm a fraud. And they're like, oh, what? look at all these years we've wasted on this one and I'm never going to work again. Like this is that weird... I don't know if it's Australian or it's just because I was beaten down for so many years, like auditioning. But, and now that I've had kids, obviously like I've taken some time out to be with them and I love and I'm obsessed with them. And I can't imagine packing up and going to Albuquerque, New Mexico for five months at a time. And bringing them with me and disrupting their lives and their schedules or like leaving them behind. You know, it's like a hard thing to navigate and understand. So I'm still not there yet, which is why I talk in past tense.
0: (laughs) But if it's so if it's a show and you signed for seven years, like you were saying, Vampire Diaries, and then you have to live in Atlanta, whatever. And if you're young, that sounds so fun. It sounds like a college experience. Everyone's probably hooking up, right? Yeah, it is fun.
1: It, It Honestly, there's You live in a bubble, right? Because you're working so many hours with these people and you don't know anyone in the city that you've been plopped in. And so you just like spend all your time with them because that's what you know and that's what you're comfortable with. Um, And yes, a lot of people do hook up. I can see you fishing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't. You didn't didn't hook up with Ian or Paul.
1: No, I mean, on the show I did, but not in real life.
0: Not in real life. Did, Did you have a boyfriend the whole time? yeah. The- oh, no, not the
1: first year. The first year I was like, I think I was really into a dude, but he wasn't that into me. And, oh yeah, that is actually the truth. And so I was, like, pining for that, and I didn't. I should have gone out and got my freak on, but I wasted you my year. You should have. I know. And then I had a boyfriend after that. And then, yeah, I just, I've never actually hooked up with anyone I've ever worked with because I'm
0: scared of the repercussions when it goes bad. Why you've seen something from up close? Like well, for example,
1: you? if you're dating someone and you're a love interest with them on a show or or something that's like long running, and then you have a bad breakup and you have to continue to make out with them, and
0: that's like, a, that happens a lot, though. God, and I mean, it's, it's really rough. Were Nina and Ian dating while they? Oh. No, yeah, they were, I swear they, I not I think it's very common knowledge they were together. Um, no, I like, know it's common knowledge, but I don't remember if it was while filming. Yeah, while filming. And they broke up while filming.
1: I was on the originals at that point. So I don't know the timing, but yeah, I guess I imagined so. But honestly, they were really like, they kept it super professional. It never got weird, like props to them. It, they did a great job at like managing that, but it's hard. Like for a lot of people, it's really tough. And also sometimes you just, you don't like the person that you're meant to make Talk out with. with. Like it's, it's yeah, it gets weird. So I kind of made a rule early on that I was not going to do that. And i stuck to
0: it. How would your husband be, like, now if you had to, like, have a love interest and, like, make he's
1: out all day? He's fine with it, which is so annoying to me because I'd love for him to be jealous. He's never jealous. No. I think. Never. It's so annoying. Like, if you don't kiss. give him I'm, shit to be jealous about. No, i like dangling dangle it in his head, face. I'm like, i i got to kiss someone today. How do you feel? He's, like, fine.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. Even if he's,
1: but he's one of the things I found most attractive about him when we met is that he's like the most secure person I know. Just like so comfortable and confident with who he is. And it that's like so attractive. How did you meet? We I had just gone through a pretty awful breakup and my dear friend, well my friends Kevin and Kristen in LA were like there for me and wonderful. And they had said, look, come out and have drinks with this guy you don't you just like get out of the house you're in a funk whatever and I was, I was this close to cancelling I actually drove up to my sister's house to drop something off and I was crying I was like I can't do this I don't want to go out I'm having the worst day like it's really awful I just need to go home and she was like you look cute you've put your makeup on you've done your hair go have a drink if you don't like it you can go home and so I did and I met my husband
0: There are two things that are so important. What we just talked about. Everything is really important, but one don't give up on your dreams because I feel like there are so many stories and it's probably annoying to people who haven't reached that point, but like that I was just about to give up or like, you know, whatever. And then something good happened. So like perseverance in anything that you want to do, if it's a, you know, a, 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 being a art director for an advertising cut whatever it is if you persevere and you keep at Mm -hmm. what you love like success will come in some shape or form and second of all don't cancel plans (laughs) like go out don't cancel always
1: said this to me she's gonna love that i'm mentioning her in the pod because she's such a big fan
0: oh she doesn't Um, listen to the pod don't listen we'll give her credit i'm sure she doesn't listen the pod
1: i don't know i have to ask her but she used to say to me when I was a kid and it was the same type of thing my sister said to me, get up, dress up, show up, go for one drink, go for one coffee, have that one meeting. What What's the worst that can happen? You're like annoyed and you go home. You never know what relationship or what person is going to come into 100. your life. Just do it. Just go. You
0: know? you know what else? I don't know. There are a few sayings that help me when I don't feel like doing something. A, like you'll sleep when you're dead and be yeah. like. Yes. So many times it's like more attractive for you in the moment to stay on your couch, watch TV. It sounds so much more appealing than getting dressed, making an effort. But like you can do that all the time. Like you can do that all the time. And oh, no, no, no. A, you could do it all the time. And B, you're not going to look back in 20 years and be like, remember that time I sat and watched TV? Uh That was crazy. You're not going to even remember it. You're going to remember the times you did things. Like no. if I
1: stayed home and felt sorry for myself and my sister didn't kick my ass and tell me to get out of the house, I would not have my babies. I think about that all the time.
0: You're so cute. And it's, and you wouldn't have met, you know, Andy. your husband. Yeah, he's like the most magical, wonderful. I'm so obsessed with him. It's annoying because I'm I know. It's of- actually annoying to watch because I get pissed with, about and my husband so often. And you are like so annoying about how in love with your husband you are. And- you know why? Because he's the—he's such a good dude. Yeah, but I, mine is like, too and I only give him shit. Why do you get annoyed with him? I don't know. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> I think you are the problem. Maybe I'm the problem. No, I think... It's, I, I think... Was, no, it's postpartum rage. It's postpartum rage. Okay, that's fair. It's postpartum rage. I've been there.
1: By the way, I had many moments at the first three months postpartum where I was like, you
0: don't fucking get it. am like, I love Yeah, and right, because uh, another thing I loved about you is that I saw... Your your when I started following you and I went back like a creep and I saw that when you gave birth you did such a similar post to mine which good thing we weren't following each other at the time because we would have thought we copied each other was that you posted like it was hard for like something about your birth and then you were like but of course it was hard Andy's doing fine you you said something funny about you it my
1: doula was massaging him in the in the labor and delivery room I had this amazing doula I'm obsessed with her. And if anyone's thinking about getting a doula for their birth, I highly recommend because she saved everything for me and it was incredible. But she was massaging him. Second, first time around, he was totally present and there and rubbing me and like the whole time, this support person. Second time round, he's like, you're good, right? You've done this before. Slept for the first seven hours. And they're like huh, contracting no epidural at this point. He's just having a nap. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, the bed. I'm a little sore. My is like massaging him. I'm like crippled with back labor. Yeah, the second time around, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a little different, but uh, we're still together. I still like him.
0: I got over my issues. Those first and three you months. live in Miami, so we do between uh, Miami and LA. But you're most of the time in Miami now.
1: Yeah, we're going back to LA soon. It's it's been I guess like it was going to be six and six, and now I think it's eight and four. But I I love Miami, but LA is like my friends, my fam- my sister lives there, you know. So I'll always
0: want to spend time there. Spend time there, but Miami is amazing. Miami is amazing.
1: People think it's like a party, you know, spring breaker place. It's actually such a nice place
0: for families. You're so um homie. I'm really wholesome. How do you not know you are? That's you are. And okay, very very exciting is that there is a movie coming out. Yes. With Claire in it in June. Yeah. And it, yep. it's a super cool concept. It's called Untitled Horror Film. Like a horror comedy. We shot it in during lockdown. So we
1: shot it all separately over Zoom, filmed ourselves, lit ourselves. Like, and basically the concept is a bunch of unemployed actors decide to get together on Zoom and like film their own horror film. So it's very meta. Uh, but it was so fun, aside from the fact that I was six months pregnant and we were shooting through the night and then I was like waking up with my toddler in the morning. Uh, so it was kind of tiring, but it
0: was it was awesome. I loved it. I think it's really funny. I hope Where is funny. it going to be? Where is it going to be available to watch? So there's a
1: live stream uh, on June 12th that you can sign up for and buy tickets like a special premiere event. And then Amazon's an iTunes on June 15th.
0: So after the live stream on the 12th, which you can buy tickets for Amazon and iTunes. Yes. Do you get guest passes for the live stream?
1: Yes, obviously I will send you a free one. You love free stuff. I know that about you.
0: <laughs> Claire, I really, did you pay for,
1: no? you for it yourself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ring I copied from Sophie Turner and like, isn't as cool on me. Cause I don't have finger tattoos and like my fingers are stupid. <laughs> and the ring is big on me because I measured my finger like a loser and a half. I learned I very early know. on
1: not to like get too many rings for myself. So I have the hands of an iron worker.
0: And I love, it- though, that your nails aren't done. Like you guys follow Claire Holt on Instagram. <laughs> not that she needs my shout out, but you're seriously. I feel it in my heart. And I swear on this is like you're one of the best people. I feel silly. really and she's like legit and and oh, you know what I wanted to say about you? I feel like in this industry, because I'm, you know, just, <laughs> just you know, is people can be so fit and I'm one of them. I can be fake too. you guys alert. I can be fake too. is like it's it's not about fake. It's about you make connections and you talk to people and you're like, ha ha. And oh, yeah, we should definitely. But like Claire is real. She's a real ass bitch. Like she, Try. and it's so rare. Again, in this industry, which I've, you know, Hollywood yeah. is me, me is Hollywood. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but even in this, it's like you meet people, and it's not the bad way. You're like, yeah, um, yeah. Blah, blah, mm, mm, mm. Claire is like the real deal. You know, when you came because to me, aggressively, you like, to have lunch
1: with me in <laughs> real life. <laughs> oh,
0: not only, be- yes, also because of that, because. I'm so used to the like we should, we should, and I'm the same way. Like I'll go with the flow if you're like we should, and and you don't, then I'll be like fine. But the fact that you came to New York and you made time to meet me and you I mean, weren't—I
1: told you I'm obsessed with you. It's weird. You and my husband.
0: I love you. She's so cute. You. Everyone follow Claire. She has the most beautiful she's family. Fine. She's Thanks. funny and she won't annoy you, even though she's pretty. And <laughs> watch her. Isn't that a good? Th- That's that like your so bio. Nice. And watch her movie, Untitled Horror Film, on June 12th or after that on iTunes or Amazon.